Off the ball. You two lads are from Leinster, so it's no wonder you're given out of the provincial championship. I don't want to take away the provinces. Who grew the geographical lines back in the day? It's because of the way that the provinces are broken up. Subscribe to the OTBGAA podcast feed wherever you get your podcasts. OTB AM with Gillette Labs. Get the ultimate shave or your money back. Neon Night Edition available now. So many critics, these pundits. Generally speaking, I'd be a fan of off the ball. Exactly. And like Tommy knows his football, obviously, listening to football pod the odd time. And I was looking at the power rankings and I thought that Jesus almost still be feeling the effects of these mushrooms. But they just dismiss you like, you know, you have nothing to do with the bloody occasion. Tommy Rooney, come in. Good morning. How are things? Good morning, Shane. Good morning, Johnny. How are we? I'm good. Are, are we just flying through the first two screens? There's, of course, no change to, to 33 to 25 or 24 yeah. to 17. Yeah, as you were. So, um, Tatch and Cup semi-finals at the weekend, down uh, the 16th-ranked team, put eight goals past Leash, the 22nd-ranked team, and Meade, the 17th-ranked team, just about bet Antrim the 19th ranked team. I think it's safe to say in the Thatchin Cup um, over the last two years we're starting to see that there's nearly an intermediate level and a junior level and that's just the reality of where they're at. Like some of the counties in Division 4 um, are, are possibly, you know, we're seeing a release like they struggled um, against Down. So there, there is that kind of a split there. So that's that. Uh, and we can move on now to to slide three, I suppose. 16th yeah. to ninth place or as we should really call it Monaghan's home. Because Shane, you've been returned to your uh, your aforementioned place. I think Monaghan have been around ninth all season, have they? They, ha- I tell you what, only Monaghan could now be ninth in an eight horse race. <laughs> They're into the All Ireland quarterfinals, and only Monaghan could still be in ninth. But like, I know, I, I understand what I understand why you've done it. I guess, yeah, like you've put them ahead of Donegal, Roscommon, rightfully so. They're both out. Kildare gone. Um, I could probably make an argument to have them a place or two higher, but but I'll I'll, I'll listen to your arguments rationally, Tommy. Yeah, look at Monaghan. Uh, Donegal slipped back two places, probably where they deserve to be. They've, they've had a bit of a horror year. Fair play to Aidan O'Rourke, Paddy Bradley, and the players for, I suppose, rescuing a bit of respect over the last couple of months. They're missing everybody. They're missing so many. Um, but they've got talent there, and hopefully, we can see the real Donegal over the next couple of years they've got to sort their issues out off the pitch and get the best players on the field so we'll see what happens there Roscommon such a disappointing end um, to their year like they had they had it in their hands they had such a good position in their hands and just let it slip over the last couple of games marginal defeats and likewise look at Kildare had an iffy year for much of it but they rescued I suppose um, a lot of neutrals feelings towards them um, and they've ended up in 12th so Monaghan are in ninth. It is harsh, Shane. Like, it is harsh. And I used that word ceiling last week and it triggered a lot of people from the Fernie County. You were, a lot of tweet, you were getting a lot of tweets and messages, Tommy, from, from people from Monaghan. Sure. It appeared. Sure, look, if they knew I went to school there, I'd get into <laughs> even more trouble. So, um, Monaghan in ninth place. Um, I guess this is just payback for that Division 2 league final in 2005 when I sat beside all my buddies in primary school. Paul Finley. I had to listen to that grief for a month after Finley put the ball in and Mark Ward managed to let it go through his hands. So, uh, look at all our minor final, Shane. Like, there's a bounce in the county, an unbelievable win again at the weekend. Conor McCarthy was the man who kicked the clutch mm-hmm. score. We wondered last week would it be Conor McManus, but like he was completely shut down. McCarron was marked by the Kildare boys and McCarthy comes up Trump. Who was it that put the hand in the air? 
call him the mark and I think was was Sh- it was Sean Jones no. I think Sean Jones across the bench yeah literally a yeah. minute or two yeah. before you're lucky lucky to get away with that yeah one. and you, I don't even know what the what's the ruling there because he, he stopped well I think it's if you hold it for over five seconds, it's over carrying. So he was on the he was on the line. I think or it could be less than five seconds. Right. Yeah. 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 So it was, it was one of those. It was one of those weird games. That just the refereeing decisions were uh, scratching. You weren't happy. I saw that. No, I yeah. wasn't happy, and I don't think the air fans were happy either. It was just one of those games where both sets of fans were left a little bit uh, bemused. Like my my rationale, I'm I'm guessing Cork. You have ahead of Monaghan. My only thinking there, Tommy, is I before mean, you tell me, go on. before you tell me, you'd have them higher. Yeah. Who would you have them higher than? Uh, well, I, I'd ha- I'd make an argument for Cork, considering Monaghan had a, a campaign in Division One. They stayed in Division One. They beat Tyrone. They drew at Derry. They beat Clare. Uh, I, I don't see what Monaghan have done that Cork haven't done this year. And Monaghan have been a division higher. That that'd be my argument. I know Cork. Everyone's Monaghan? on this Cork steam train, and everyone's probably used to Monaghan being a top tier team at the minute. Which maybe so maybe that's that's worked against them. And uh, everyone yeah. loves this little Cork. Revival, which is understandable, but that's the only probable, probable team I, I could make an argument maybe for. Look, look at so what happened here was right. Cork, Monaghan have bet have beaten Monaghan have beaten Kildare, right, and they've beaten Clare in Championship. Mm-hmm. They've lost to Donegal, they've drawn with Derry, they've lost to Derry, and they beat Tyrone. I'm missing a game. They bet Tyrone as well. Mm. So Monaghan, like, have had a fairly up and down Championship, you'd say, like, and they've had highlights and. 100% about big highlights but for me Cork's progress since that Clare defeat has been like that and at the weekend last week in the power rankings we saw 11 beat 12 we saw 8 beat 9 we saw 4 beat 3 and 10 beat 7 so Cork defied the odds two weeks in a row the bet Mayo the bet Common, and that's why for me they jumped into the top 8 I think Cork are on the rise I think Cork football is back which is a scary prospect because They've been away for a long time and they've been a bit of a joke for a while. A couple of false dons, but I think they're the real deal now and they're rocking in the Crow Park against Derry with a bit of momentum. Much the same way Monaghan are going in, mm. they're going to back themselves to take that Armagh. Cracking, cracking quarterfinals. Oh, the, the quarterfinals are set up so well. And Tommy, you predicted them um, absolutely spot on. I saw your tweet the night before the, the draw was made on Sunday night and you were, you were saying this would be the spiciest of draws and sure enough, you got it spot on. Well, you should have texted me for a tip, Johnny. There we go, yeah. I've, I've annoyed you over the years. You should have got on to me beforehand. You wouldn't have won that now, now but... Who wins the All-Ireland? Um, oh, Jesus. I've on, already, like, this. Is, let's move on to, on to the top eight. I should mention we have, we have John Cleary as well on later on this morning, the Cork uh, senior manager, which, and we had Colin Buhig shaking his head, nodding his head there when you were trying to explain why Cork were ahead of Monaghan. I will say, Clare did uh, beat Cork this year in the championship, and Monaghan put 123 past Clare, so... And, and ah, yeah, I, but, I I but that was that was an absolute. Were you at that game, Clonus? Like that was, was a shooter. That was a game pretty purist. Like was. that was back to back, end to end, attack after attack. <laughs> you know, like that could have gone either way that game. So um, look, look Monaghan had a great year, and that minor getting that minor final, that first one since 1939 mm. unbelievable. Beating Kerry, like what a boost! Must have been some day on Saturday. So yeah. Monaghan can still have great days, and Monaghan can still have a really good year, and just. Three, well, I tell you, my brother, my brother is uh, he moved moved to Australia and he's he's currently in Thailand. But uh, before he heads to Australia, and he's made the point into the family WhatsApp group yesterday, if Monaghan are to make the final, the All Ireland final, he'll be home for a week at the end of July. So he's only we're only, we're only after having goodbyes for him, and all of a sudden he's like, if Monaghan beat Armagh at the weekend, and then they win their semi final, he's coming home, uh, which I think <laughs> half of Monaghan would do. Uh, we'll move on to the top uh, the top tier, the yeah. top screen. Tommy starting right. the number eight. So, so we've talked about Cork. They're up to the eight plus. 
eighth place. Johnny just asked me who's going to win the All Ireland. Um, the only hunch I've given this year is that I felt Galway were in the best position over the last <laughs> couple of months. That they were adding depth to their squad and Cook and Burke. Um, like to talk about getting two boys like that. Then Johnny Johnny Maher was was brought back in and made an instant impact man of the match against Roscommon on his Connacht debut young lads like Johnny Maher and Keen Hernan had settled in immediately and were playing so so well Matthew Tierney had stood up it looked like Galway had finally um, grown around their three main stars Damien Comer Sean Kelly and Shane Walsh and then going into the weekend like last weekend obviously just letting it slip Comer had the injury McHugh had the injury you throw in the Losing Liam Silk and Kieran Malloy, two other star defenders. Sean Kelly gets injured late on against Armagh. He's about 30% right against Mayo. Shane Walsh just hasn't been himself mm. or 100% all year long. And we, we just know that. Like, And he top scored from the weekend, but he left five or six behind him as well. And Matthew Tierney missed that goal chance against Mayo. Such fine lines. I put Galway back to seventh place. For a team that were in first a couple Down of weeks ago, it shows you the nature, the nature of this championship that... It's there for anybody. We've said it the whole time. It's there for anybody right now to win this. I don't think Cork or Monaghan have an All-Ireland win them. I don't. I'm just saying that now. I don't think they do. The other six, you'd say the first five, for sure, really, really, really have a good chance here now. Mm. They've proven it over the last couple of years that they have an opportunity. Mayo still have to, or Armagh still have to show me a little bit more. Maybe that was a slip of the tongue saying Mayo, but you know, <laughs> Mayo's going to have to show it too. So Armagh are back to seventh. Um, I'm not putting my hands up to say I was wrong to have them in first. I'm not. Because I know what he has to put in the first. How Galway are behind Armagh, Tyrone, and who do we have in Derry? Like, they're better than all of them. And yeah, hey, it's, it's hard, better, hard to look at that. I put it to Joyce, Johnny, um, after the game. I said, like, do you know, when this settles in a couple of weeks, how are you going to look back in 2023? Badly. Yeah. Yeah, I thought it was an interesting line because, like, they they were probably the best team in the league in in, in many respects. Think your championships don't matter anymore, do they? Like, no, I don't care. No, no, they call it. No, they go, like no. It's, in fairness, part Joyce, he's, he said all along, our ambition is to win the All Ireland. He said our ambition this year is to win the National League. We haven't won it since what the early eighties or something. Eighty one, yeah. And um, yeah, so like, but like, it's it's what you're alluding to there. Galway are so close, Tommy, and you mentioned the amount of things that have gone wrong this season. And like, if Shane Walsh can't hit the ball over with the wind from 25, 30 yards in front of goal, you're like, well, what's going on here? Yeah. And like, like it, it wasn't, like, Walsh gets a lot of stick. I think I think it's unfair the amount of stick that he gets. I think he's an unbelievable talent. And he's, he's a different sort of talent. Like, he's not a David Clifford or a Conor Callaghan. Like, he's different. He's got a different skill set. Um, he gets a lot thrown at him I think he just didn't deliver last week there's something I'm not 100% right and it could be other footballers in the country we could be saying that about but he he gets it a lot um, and he looks like a fella all year long that needed a break mm. do you know like he genuinely has looked like that mm. and it's come out I think in his performances and it genuinely wasn't just him at the weekend if he had had one of his performances like he had for Galway against Mayo when they lost by a point back in 20... Was it 2020? Andy Moran. Is Andy Moran on today? He'll remind he is, you what day was. Is, yeah. Walsh nearly kicked Galway over the line himself. I think he kicked 11 of... Or 10 of Galway's 11 points. Same in the All-Ireland final. He can have those days and he just... He didn't have one. Killian McDade was the one player mm. who very nearly dragged Galway over the line on his own. Nearly had one of those performances like he did against Armagh last year. So, look at Johnny. Galway were so close but... Andy Bourne will tell you himself you only get so many chances to win in All-Ireland yeah. and 
Shane Walsh could go through his career right now and not win in Ireland and that would be a shame but it happens to so many great players um, Brian Duhur and Fergal Logan will be looking to, to add to that Toronto Ireland win a couple of years ago you have them up from 8th from to 5th Tommy I do. Like, Anthony Miles was as soon as the draw was made yesterday on the show we said Tyrone and Kerry was the first pair out and his first reaction was bye bye Kerry which I found fascinating he thinks this is well, Tyrone's to lose well, Moisey has stood by that for quite a while. I've, I've been at a couple of Kerry games. And I've seen the good and the bad. I think having an All-Ireland in the bones is, is a good thing in, in a lot of ways. It's, it's got them over the line. And I think they've got the generational players that they're going to win more All-Irelands. They're also Kerry. Mm. It's like they have a freakish right down there to, to be in the mix all the time, same as Dublin. Um, so, before the draw, after watching Tyrone do what they did, attacking wise against Donegal, I said, right, these boys are in the mix. And yeah. I had thrown eight. After nearly being out, inches from being out against Westmead, they've just unlocked something. They have got the best midfield partnership in the country. Mm. Kennedy and Kilpatrick, there is nobody, there's no pair better than them in the country around the middle. They've got one of the best goalkeepers in the country. They've got that full back line who are finding a bit of form again in McKern and Hampsey and McNamee. Connor Myler is going to do a man-marking job in Potty Clifford and he's back to the form that we saw him deliver well, possibly he was so close to winning a footballer of the year. Kieran McGeary is showing a bit of form again. Matty Donnelly is doing what he does. And now they've got this full forward line where your best man marker has to go on Darren McCurry. Mm. Your second best man marker has to go on Darren Canavan, who's in the form of his life. And then who have you got left to put on that little wild card, Rory Canavan? Yeah, he's an what. absolute rogue. He kicked 1-1 at the weekend. Yeah. Like, if it wasn't Rory Canavan, you'd be tearing your hair out. But I have a feeling these Armagh lads are, or the throne lads are putting their arm around the shoulder and saying, Rory... Look at just do you. Like he could have scored four three at the weekend. He was true on goal after ten seconds, rounded the keeper just by put it wide. Makes his own goal two two minutes later, drop watching McCurry's ball drop short, loses the head with Dara for not slipping it to him twenty minutes later when Dara takes a point. And his final score, that's a goal chance, and he pops it over the bar just mm. so he has one one and he doesn't get in trouble when he goes into the dressing room. So I think Doher and Logan, they've really handled Rory Canavan well. They've 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 kind of kept the pressure off him he could explode in Crow Park it's going to be a cracking game against Tyrone we've got uh, first first place in the power rankings Kerry against fifth place Tyrone we've got second place in the power rankings Dublin against third place Mayo we've got fourth place Derry against eighth place Cork and sixth place Armagh against ninth place Monaghan so that's it Derry have moved up to fourth Mayo have moved up to third Dublin are in second Kerry in first any any more complaints? Well, may, yeah. Well, Before I go on my holidays, because uh, I'm off today. Who have your favourites in Mayo Dublin, actually? That's an interesting one. Like, Mayo uh, up to third. Who have I got favourites? Yeah, because look, the power rankings aren't supposed to be a favourites mechanism here. It's about to be where you are in the country. and play, Teams can raise their level, as they so often do. When they see their names on the power rankings list, and it's hung on the dressing room wall, <laughs> they can raise their levels to the opposition they're up against. And Mayo are certainly the team over the years that have shown us that they raise their level of performance against the teams that they're playing. Um, like, that was nothing but Mayo mania at the weekend. Like, well, it's against the funny things are, like, I think... Um, I think him for tomorrow's is brilliant. Like I think Joe Brawley really disgraced himself taking the piss out of him for tomorrow's and the, and his voice and all that because like him for tomorrow's analysis of games compared to Joe Brawley's is just like there's no comparison here. But I thought he was lauding Mayo a little bit excessively in the second half considering the wind and Mayo like. Mayo actually left themselves in this situation at the end where they were barely, barely holding on from a position where they should really have been out of sight considering the start they had in the second half. And I just, I can't get my head around Mayo ever, basically, is what I'm saying. 
Okay, that's interesting. I actually I actually watched back the game last night because it's funny you don't you don't get the same sense when you're watching it. It's a different experience watching it live mm. in the stadium to hearing the commentary. It, it, it can lead you listening to the commentary. And I agree with John Fitzmaurice's analysis. I think he's top class. I would be on his side with this one. I actually felt like it was such a messy game, right? Forget about the skills. Forget about all that. Mayo managed that game so much better than Galway. And I think it's possibly because Galway's key players, as we said, were struggling. Their leaders were on one foot. When Coleman went off, that was such a change, Johnny. Like, that allowed Mayo... Like, Mayo spent... McStay spent his, his halftime talk saying to McBride, get closer to Damien Comer. Don't do anything else. Mm. Just get closer to Comer. They were afraid of what Damien Comer had done with those two balls when he was left one-on-one with Jason Doherty inside. Like, they had fear about what Damien Comer would do. They walk out in the second half. Comer's gone. Mm. Go away against the wind. They, they don't set up the way I thought they would set up at the start of the second half. I thought, oh, it'd be way more conservative and just catch Mayo on the break. Because, mm. like... Let Mayo shoot from 50 yards. They had blown it against Cork the week beforehand. They had just about got over the line against Loud. But they played right. They played right in the Mayo's hands from the start of that second half. They gave them oxygen. They allowed Jermaine O'Connor to turn over Peter Cook, mm. run the length of the pitch and win it free. Ryan O'Donoghue pops it over. Jermaine O'Connor turns over Paul Conroy to run the length of the field. And I don't think they got a score that time, but they certainly, uh, off the kick out, I think, they get the goal. Like, do you know, they played right into Mayo's hands and they allowed them to to get that run on them. Like, I think Mayo's management of the first half was actually way better than Galway's management to do against the wind as well. Mayo, don't forget, had three really scorable wides at the end of that first half. Big time, yeah. At the first half. It could have been 8-5. Yeah. It could have been 8-5 at halftime. And, like, it was certainly a five-point wind. I think technically you could say it turned out to be a six-point wind or five-and-a-half point wind. And Mayo just got over the end on it. Like, the wind changed that game so much and it's so hard to read into where Mayo were at. Where are Dublin at? I'll tell you, I'll put it to you this way, right? Uh, when the quarterfinal draw was made and when the semi-final draw, like there's going to be a semi-final draw, you can't have repeat championship meetings. Mm. So every other team, Kerry were snookered, they could only play two teams, Tyrone and Monaghan. Every other team had played a team already in the championship. Dublin hadn't played one. <laughs> so Dublin and Leinster haven't played a team who are left in the All-Ireland. Dublin in the round-robin group haven't played a team that are left in the All-Ireland. Yeah. So, to me, like, in a, in a crude way, it looks like the Dubs are undercooked. Now, I've been saying that all year long. We said it on the football pod back in in in, in March, in February. James O'Donoghue said it. They're going to play eight more Division 2 teams, nine more Division 2 teams, until they get to an All-Ireland quarter-final. And that cannot be the right sort of prep. Mayo are coming in. I don't think Mayo are going to be fatigued after the weekend. I think Kevin McStay made four changes before throwing. Um, three of them he dropped players mm. one of them was, was an illness I think he could make the same amount of changes this weekend and it would just be as just as strong a team and it would, he could change his team now to suit playing Dublin like that team at the weekend I don't think they knew that they had won the toss and that they were uh, playing against the wind when he made the calls but that team suited playing against the wind and the team that finished the game suited playing with the wind in Salt Hill. They had shooters on the pitch at the end. They had Carr on the pitch. They had Killian on the pitch. <clears throat> you know, a Hessian's game suited that second half far more. So, like, Mayo are coming into this game bounding. They're bounding into Crow Park. Much like Cork are, they are bounding into Crow Park. Like, the energy of those players coming off the field, they were roaring and screaming coming into the tunnel, uh, high-fiving each other, giving each other hugs. Like, they were... There's an energy about Mayo coming into Crow Park this weekend. And yes, the dubs are sitting there. They're waiting for um they're waiting for their vengeance on twenty twenty one. Uh as much as Tyrone probably wanted to get Kerry to get the blood going, Dublin probably wanted to get Mayo. And I would argue Kerry needed Tyrone to get themselves right 
for where they could end up after this. So there's two games on a knife edge, impossible to call. And that's where I'm leaving it at. Yeah. They are impossible to call. Yeah. Can't wait for this weekend. So in summary, Monaghan ninth in an eight horse, eight horse race. <laughs> Cork, Cork in eighth up two. We have Galway down four to seven. Uh, Armand sixth. Throne up three to fifth. Derry up one to fourth. Mayo up one to third. Dublin second. And Kerry remain first. Tommy, great stuff. Thanks a million. Enjoy the holidays. Thanks, Shane. And don't forget that the plucky underdogs Mead are 17th up against the behemoths of the Talchon Cup down <laughs> in 16th. So that game's going to be on the 15th of uh, July that's going to be a cracker so, mind game starting uh, already from the Meath boys see you Johnny see you, like, Gal- the Galway rankings a joke like Galway 7th in this um, in, I mean whatever sort of power rankings you know mechanism you have it's it's dysfunctional really um, because Galway like so much has gone wrong and over the course of this this season they're clearly not the 7th best team Like I love that word that is the dysfunctional power rankings yeah Tommy knows his football obviously listening to football about the odd time and I was looking at the power rankings and I thought that Jesus Owen must still be feeling the effects of these mushrooms OCB AM with Gillette Labs. Get the ultimate shave or your money back. Neon Night Edition available now.